Hi there, this is Anna Pilling of Night and Day Window Decor, and you're listening to realestatepodcastshow.com. Hello again, Paul Andrigo, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered is the series. Realestatepodcastshow.com is the channel. So today being Small Business Saturday, which it is for me every Saturday, and obviously being a small business owner and self-employed for 20 plus years, um, I want to make sure and set some clear goals for those of you who are uh, experiencing what many would call uh, probably the most difficult chapter uh, of your lives, perhaps both uh, personal and business. And for most business owners, they don't, the lines really, they're not, there's no real separation of the two. The lines are just, it's just, it's just one person that is, in some cases, the, uh, the one behind the business. All of its success uh, and any possible failure um, in doing so. So today's topic is a little bit of a tough one to discuss, but what I want to do for you, and this is going to be helpful, I hope, to you, whether you've owned a business for 10 years or whether you're just about to start one or you're thinking about maybe, um, you know, setting, setting up a business soon and you're not sure what to do. I want to try to make sure that most of you, I mean, I want all of you to avoid making the mistakes that many small business makers make. And uh, for, for this to happen, it isn't going to be the traditional route. Whereas you, um, you know, want to start a business, um, you've got a little bit of money saved, um, you find a location you like, uh, rent the space, and begin on your journey. I want that, I want the how the story's told to change a little bit, and the reason I want it to be that way is I want you to have the most protection for all that work you're going to put into, which, it, and it's not even for me alone, that will tell you if you ask anybody who's going through some uh, discomfort right now. Um, and uh, having perhaps a landlord, that uh, a commercial landlord, which by the way is a very wild west situation, even in the best of times, commercial real estate. It's uh, it's not the same rules, by the way, as residential. Uh, so you do not have the same protections that you would at your you know your home or your apartment if you're renting that. So. My suggestion going forward for all of you is, first of all, to sit down, and and it hopefully could be with me, but at the very least sit down and set up a plan. And this plan, I want it to be, I want it to have, of course, the immediate, you know, goals that you've got uh, to be there. And I also want the five-year goals. So right now being 2020, I want you to set where you want to be by 2025 as well as where you want to be by 2030. 
because you're going to do this, you're going to have a lot better opportunity to reach those goals. Even if, and God forbid, even if we deal with something else like we're dealing with right now um, in the years to come. Because there have been times like this. Perhaps if you were around in 2003 and SARS was part of the uh, um, discussion, then you would have been through something very mildly similar, not the same. And if you were around in 2008, you would have also experienced something not exactly the same, but something in the same realm of things. So basically you're talking about something that would be as close to, um, again, the financial collapse of 2008. So that was, again, those two things. There have been recessions for, you know, for as long as uh, there's been a market, <laughs> starting with 1929, the, um, the Great Depression that was triggered by the stock market collapse. So this is not the first time it's happening, but it may be the first time it's happening to you. So there's a couple of things I want you to make sure that are in your plan. And I'm going to tell you just a few of them now. There's a few more that, again, I'll hopefully I can even just, you know, via email or a call, I can uh, get you up to speed on. But I want you to clearly have a separation between your personal goals your life goals and your business goals as well. Uh, and one of the things I'm strongly urging you guys to not do going forward, because I know a lot of you have already done this and it's um, hard to change some of that, but a lot of you that I know, unfortunately, that uh, aren't, uh, uh, that weren't people I spoke to before starting a business, uh, a lot of you I've found out have put your personal home as the collateral for your small business loans. So um, in a recent case on the news, there was a case where a Toronto business um, mentioned that he was losing his business and as well his home as a result. So going forward, I, I really want to make sure that you guys are more insulated and more protected. And there is a way to do that. Um, it does involve, again, time, and it involves um, a bit more investment upfront than when you're just renting from someone. Because when, bottom line, whether you're renting your condo that you live in or your property that you have your business in, there's a lot tied in to that situation. And in some cases, certain locations might only be via rent like you might only be able to secure certain locations as rentals and that's something you have to you know factor in but what I want you to do when we're choosing and this is something I've done many times uh, and it's not my primary um, uh, I guess I would call it type of business that I handle but I've handled many live work commercial spaces where you've got the opportunity at any given time to use the property for both residential or commercial, uh, in some cases, fully for one or fully for both. It all really depends on what type of property it is. So this is a big element going forward because if you are in that position, 
And it's because of the fact that I want you to be in, again, such a good position going forward that I want us to set this plan moving ahead to protect you and to secure your future. So I know there's a lot happening right now and this might not be the right time to talk, but I think it might be the right time for that reason. Because a lot of times there are opportunities that exist in the storm that don't exist when everything's sort of clear and bright and uh, everybody's sort of you know, back doing their thing again in a couple of months because it'll possibly be where in a few months from now a lot of this stuff um, might not be as much of a problem. It might not be as um, might not be as uh, upfront as it is now. And I hope for a lot of reasons that it isn't something that uh, continues. I hope it is like past situations that um, have eventually moved on but what I want more than anything and this is always for me the thing what I want for myself I want for all of you so I want you to insulate yourself to be able to almost on a dime if the business that you're running has to adapt when you don't own the property you can't really most of you can't justify making um, you know, the, the radical shift that's needed. But for those of you that can, and, and those of you that can adapt from purely bricks and mortar, and that is, again, one of the big items on my checklist right now. Um, and I've got about 20 things on that list, but one of the biggest ones is even if you do decide to um, open up a bricks and mortar location, before you ever do that, your grand opening, for whatever you do, you have to have um, a virtual, an online segment, perhaps even before, of whatever the product is. And I can show you examples, because I've, um, I've been very hands-on lately with some clients who have had to shift and pivot very quickly uh, to be able to have some sort of a uh, future in place so i want you to be the same in the same position and i would like i would love for you to be in that position um, long before someone tells you to to be or you are forced to be so um, consider this time during this pandemic because for a lot of you um, you know it's um, Again, the effects are different on different industries. There's actually some industries, if you believe it or not, that are thriving during this time. So you want to know, during a time like this, again, should this occur again, you want to be in that position where you can pivot quickly to your alternate option, if you ever had to. And it could also be uh, as, a, as a multiple stream of income, which is also on my checklist of things to um, make sure that you have going at all times because one of the least discussed rules when it comes to starting a small business is the idea of having one income for every expense that you have and this is something you won't learn in business school and they won't teach you um, you know 
on any level, on any, any grading or any school or any program will teach you. This is something that um, I've learned over the years from experience uh, and have implemented uh, into as many people's lives as I can so that whether you're a teacher or a truck driver or a small business owner, that you are not um, stuck on the one income uh, sort of Ferris wheel, where if you are only getting that one income in and it disappears, uh, then you may not be in a very good position, uh, especially if you don't have your, um, your savings, uh, your emergency fund set up, which again, I am very, very um, pro doing that as early in your life as possible, simply because you have no control over when you're going to need your own personally funded, is what I call mine, personally funded line of credit, meaning that you can borrow from yourself when and if you need it. Yes, so the ultimate goal here is to put you in that position where you have your own funding for whatever it is that you decide to invest in. And for some of you, you might need to start this fund for 2025. You might need to start it now. If you're opening, hoping, hoping to open some sort of a business, real, uh, sorry, not real, but um, um, bricks and mortar, virtual, the whole thing. If you're hoping, 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 not hoping, if you're hoping to do that, uh, you want to put yourself in a position where you've got the money put away, where you don't have one other person to answer to. And by that, I mean is to be your own you know, own your property. Now this is important because when it comes to your personal property, many of you are sitting in a position now where you could quite easily, whether you know this or not, this is, this is what I do better than most, is I'm able to tell you what sort of equity you're sitting on that you might be able to use as an investment towards your commercial property should you decide to um, go that direction. Because the last thing I want for you, whether it's now or in five years or in 10 years, should something like this occur again and to protect you from any one, you know, chasing you down or, you know, evicting you and your business from a property after you've worked so hard to establish it. When you own the property and you perhaps have other ways of paying the bills, you can afford a little bit of a break. You might even be able to shut down. I know some businesses that can do this where they're seasonal and they can shut down for three or four months a year and they appear to do just fine. So I want you to have all of those options. So I want you to make sure that we're talking before you even move one step forward. And that includes, even if you're in the position of where you're simply just gonna be looking to buy a property in the next year or two, um, or in the next three months because of the fact that the, uh, there's two very major factors that are 
in your favor if you are buying right now. And I'll explain what those two are, and then I'll call it a day on this podcast. The number one factor you may not have known is since about the, I believe the first or se- not the first, uh, second or third week of um, March, the Bank of Canada has been purchasing $50 million in mortgage securities every week. I believe they're purchasing up to $350 million to make sure that anybody who's buying during this time, and of course, uh, buying a property and, and real estate's a big part of the uh, long-term plan, that's a big part of securing the future for Canada. And the second part has to do with historically low interest rates that you might not see ever again. And the reason that you want to strongly consider becoming a property owner now, if you aren't yet, as hard as it may be, and you might need to get uh, a couple of people involved in this purchase to make it happen, even if you do, that's totally understandable. But the reason it would be a wise thing to do is that as soon as you start your process of paying down your mortgage, the majority of the money that you're paying off of your loan is interest, not principal. That's something as well that's not talked about very often, especially um, these days. But the beginning of your loan for for any mortgage is going to be primarily interest and uh, a smaller amount of it being principal. And the more you pay down, the more of the loan becomes principal. So if you're going to be doing that anyways, why not do that with the lowest possible interest rate um, that you can possibly imagine, which is what's right now available. Again, not an easy thing to talk about, but something that I hope will help you plan your future and give you a little bit more security for the future in the best way possible, even during a time where you might not be fully thinking about where your, where your next steps are going to be. So, as always, you can reach me at realestatepodcastshow.com and let's set up a time to talk and uh, hopefully we'll get you figured out and get your life going in the best way possible. Enjoy your day.